Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Hey, is that my imagination, or is there more political analysis now, you know, before an election, than like when we were younger? When oh, we were, it's not your imagination. When we There's were definitely youths. more. When we, I don't in remember. Our I don't remember. I don't remember. I mean, my dad was like a kind of a political junkie. Uh, and, you know, he watched all the news shows, which, you know, what was that then? Fahey Flynn, and that was about it. <laughs> but <laughs> Floyd Calber. Floyd Calber, right. Alex Dreyer and the Meister Alex Brow. Alex Dreyer, wow. The Meister Brow <laughs> News Hour, whatever it was called. But he, we didn't have this, like, incessant, uh, you know, analyzing, predicting. We didn't. We didn't. I'm there, not sure that that's no, that's not your. It's not your imagination. You're mm. right. There's much, much more of it, and that is because of the proliferation of all of the you know news, news channels, channels that we have. Mm. Sure, it seems like it's. It, it seems like all the predicting affects how people want to vote. You know how people are going to vote because they hear, oh, this is what so and so expert said. Maybe I better think that too. You just let people make up their own minds. Did you vote already? I did. Good. Good for you. I early voted. I'm I'm a traditionalist. I, I will be casting my ballot yeah. on Tuesday. I, I I did. I mean, you know, back to my dad. Uh, he would take us. You know, with all the boys, we'd go with him and crowd in yeah. the little booth. Pull the lever. The curtain yeah. would close. There's something magical about that to me. Now, unfortunately, we don't have the curtain and the lever anymore. And remember the little switches? Mm-hmm. You'd make your oh, vote sure. like, click, 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 click. Yep. Yep. Uh, I do miss that. But I got to tell you, it's pretty easy to do the early voting. Early voting in person, I did mine by mail. Yeah, me too. Mm hmm. Pretty, pretty easy. Pretty, 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 pretty easy. <laughs> I do miss uh, seeing the election judges who have been behind that table for 50 years smoking cigarettes and handing out. <laughs> My grandmother. What are you, Democrat or Republican? <laughs> My grandmother was. One uh, one of those and did it for many, many years. Uh, she had either uh, my uncle took her uh, to the polling place and then picked her up when things were done or a neighbor did. But she enjoyed it because she knew everybody. Yeah. It was it was a social thing. My mom and my aunt did it uh, for years, mm-hmm. as I like to call them, the Greek Thelma and Louise, because <laughs> they did everything together. <laughs> Uh, they did it because of the incredible amount of money that you could make. Uh, <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. What is it, like $17 for a 12-hour day? $18.40. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, we just sit around and smoke. <laughs> Democrat or Republican? <laughs> Want some baklava? <laughs> <sighs> There's too much. Here's your ballot. Go over there. Nothing against all, all the. I mean, I know you know we have to report what we have to report, but it just seems like too much. I've tuned it out at this point. That and the, I don't remember the political commercials when we were youths. 
Did we have the political commercials nonstop like we do now? Again, uh, maybe not uh, nonstop. They were out there. I definitely they sh- remember. They definitely were not as mean. I remember, uh, you know, uh, candidates going back to the 1960s, some of the presidential uh, spots that were run for uh, Nixon and uh, actually uh, LBJ in 1964. I remember the one. Was, wasn't there a famous, I believe it was an LBJ presidential commercial where they show a mushroom yes a mushroom yes and they had to pull it it was a little too dramatic it was if barry goldwater gets elected yeah you see an atomic bomb they ended up pulling it but i think you can you can find that online somewhere if you're interested in pulling up something like that uh but uh you know we i i do what i don't remember though is the uh you know all of the commercials for every candidate that's running for public office out there one after another when i see a political commercial come on now it's like charlie brown's teacher talking (laughs) or or snoopy i'm not even listening to what they're saying anymore i can't take it i tuesday can't come soon enough so did you turn back time this morning yes i did i did too Oh, we're all here on time, so I guess as we all did. 9.15 is the official time in the city of Chicago. You know what? It's not the same. Here's here's something else, like the political commercials <laughs> that we were about just talking this about. The morning now. Here's something else. I miss having to change all the clocks in my house. <laughs> oh, because they automatically a reset? Of, a lot of them change by themselves now. And now I can't remember which ones did I change <laughs> and which ones did, you know, the man change. <laughs> I have one that changes a week and a half before it's supposed to. Really? Yes. Well, it's either one that weird. either this time of year when we set them back or in the early uh, late winter, early spring when we set them forward. It always gives me a surprise about a week and a half before hmm. the actual day, and I don't know what to do about it. Well, I have one that changes a week and a half, three hours and 37 <laughs> seconds. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I may as well have that, because last night before I went to bed, it's like, should I change my clocks now, or should I do it in the morning? And then do you or get... Sh- or should I wake up at 2 a.m.? And no, when no, when no, you're supposed to. No, that's no. when the time actually changes. But, given, but so I was going to do it last night. And I was like, oh, I'll wait until eh, I'll change a couple. I'm, I was like sitting right like in my kitchen. Let me change the, the the microwave. Let me change the oven. I'll change the easy ones right now. And then when I woke up this morning, it's like, did I change that one? Mm-hmm. Is this one changed? Did it change? Did it change by itself? I'm checking my phone. Yeah, which, which is supposed to automatically change. Right? Did, did it automatically change? Did it work? Did mine? Yes. No, yeah, well, I'm saying that like you can't remember. Oh yeah. Well, do you get do you get nervous about whether or not you're doing it right, and if it's yeah. going to change over, and if not, yeah. we could be in big trouble given the hours that we work when right. we're supposed to be here. Yeah, we are time. on a little bit of a deadline. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't it be now if you if you didn't change it, you'd actually be early, correct? Hmm. Because we're we're an hour because the old time earlier than be, what we were it would be ten twenty right now right. or ten eighteen now I'd almost be done. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd almost be starting. Yes, you know it's weird because early in my career I hosted an overnight uh, show, 
And this was the day that I hated the most because it was a six-hour show rather than a five-hour show. Right, right. Because you had to repeat that, that one o'clock hour. It's crazy. Then you had the extra hour, though. Exactly. Yeah. I miss... Uh, I don't notice it as much anymore, but I miss, you know, like the public clocks that used to be on banks. And, oh, yeah. You know, places where they didn't even change them for two weeks. <laughs> they were in their own time zone. They're in their own time zone. And temperature zone, too. And temperature zone. <laughs> yes. It could be, you know, 30 outside and it says 86. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those- I changed the clock in the car on the way over here this morning. And then I'm changing the alarm clock. You know, I still have an old-fashioned alarm clock. I guess I should just use, like use my phone or something, right? But I have, you know, I don't, I don't know why I still have it. I, I, I think I, that's a very good idea because it's, it's you're not reliant on power. The power could go out. You could have a power surge. It could blow it up. You've got an old fashioned alarm. Think I clock. live in Frankenstein's mansion. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. Does it have the little bells on the top of the alarm clock? <laughs> Those are the best clocks. My oh friend. yeah, what are those? And called? The, the, are those called Big Ben yeah, alarm clocks? Yeah, and then the the, the loud ticking that keeps oh you up God. all night to start with. Those are the best clocks. If you want to wake up, you'll have, you'll have a heart attack because it'll scare you. But you will wake up in the ICU. But uh, you know, so I'm, then it you know I'm like changing the time and I. I pass up where I want to be, and I got to go through a full cycle again. Mm-hmm. Like, Make sure you cycle through so it says AM, not PM. AM, not PM. Yeah. Yeah. First world problem. Some people have actual problems. These are my problems. I'll tell you what other problem I had this morning. I came into the station this morning. Usually I have a nice uh, cup of coffee. I had a taste for a nice cup of tea this morning. I saw you make the tea. Yeah, sure. I saw me oh, this is rather tea. unusual. Mm. Yeah, I don't usually drink tea. Today I was like, mm, I think I'll have a spot of tea. And uh, we've got all these weird teas now. Would it kill us to get, just get some Lipton dip, tea? Dip, dip, Lipton. You want some? I'll go home and get some. Well, I have some at home, too. Okay. But, <laughs> but uh, we have uh, green tea. We have... English breakfast tea, we have chai tea, we have berry fusion. I knew a berry fusion back in high school. <laughs> nice guy. That had a couple of big hits, didn't he? Berry, berry fusion. <laughs> berry fusion. Yeah, man. On the big 720. We, ha- uh, we have uh, orange cinnamon spice tea. I just wanted some Lipton tea this morning. Chamomile potpourri. Potpourri. I like chamomile tea if I'm... You know, like before I go to bed, I might have, I have some chamomile tea at home. It's very relaxing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I'm doing a radio show here. I can't be relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> got to be on edge. I got to, I have to, I have to provide my characteristic commentary here. I've got things to complain about. Exactly. I can't, I can't be relaxed. Boy, are you going to be? But wasn't life better when you could just go to your cupboard and there was good old fashioned Lipton tea? And you made a nice cup of made tea. Made a nice cup of tea. Yeah. With the yellow package and the yep. uh, the man that was sipping the tea from the cup. Right. Now, are you going to be this way next week? This is me enjoying my tea. <laughs> this is an Earl Grey. What I settled on was an Earl... A spot of Earl Grey. Earl Grey, which normally, right on the package, it says, highly caffeinated. <laughs> I don't want to be highly caffeinated. Okay, just caffeinated. this explains... Yeah. I put it in. I put the tea bag in just... 
the water got jet black in like 20 seconds. <laughs> this explains so the extra the energy I didn't there. Steep my, I didn't steep the tea. I just I, I put it in. I took it out. Now get this out of your system because next week, next week you don't want to be. I don't all on edge. You want to be nice. You want to be cordial. You want to be friendly. This all presumes that I even show up, <laughs> <laughs> or that you remember where it is. You can uh, co-host Tampa No Be with me. <laughs> How fun would that? Be? That would be awesome. How fun would that be to have somebody on that show who knows? absolutely nothing about what's going on. It would spur some great conversation, I know that. <laughs> Hamp, Hamp would break my neck. And OB, I think, would be nice to you. He me. would be nice to you, yeah. Hamp would be nice to you, too. I think Hamp would lose his patience with me in about like five minutes. <laughs> More like five seconds. I still want to have, uh, this is my goal, I still would like to send OB to a play and have him review a play. That would be cool. That would be a, a, a different perspective. The acting was terrible. <laughs> terrible. Everybody dropping lines. <laughs> uh, so next week is our big tree time show. Finally. It's, fin- <laughs> it's finally here. No, I mean, I've been looking forward to it. Well, I have too. No, you have. Oh, Yes, I have. Oh, you have not. I have to. He, he said to me, Andy, the other week, I don't know if, if Andy's not going, I don't yeah, know if I, I want to go. I did not say that. And then I said, yeah, I don't think I want to go either if Andy's not going. <laughs> I appreciate that. So Andy everybody's really going to be there. And Andy really is I'm what makes the, this show tolerable. Am I the glue here? What's you are the glue. You are the glue. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I like being the there. The cement. Uh, yeah, so Shwani and I will reluctantly be there. <laughs> no, speak for yourself. I enjoy it. I'm looking forward to it. You better. Uh, Elton Jim Toronto, as always, is uh, going to be with us. We are we're looking we're really looking forward to it, and we've got a great show uh, planned and lined up. And uh, in a few minutes, I'll go down the whole rundown here. But we, it's an. I'm telling you, there's not one second that's not going to be quality entertainment. Oh. Well, maybe a few. Maybe the entertainers you're bringing in, yes, of course. Maybe the few moments that <laughs> give you time for a bathroom break during the show to go out and enjoy that. But other than that, quality entertainment throughout. Nine forty is the time. Hello. Correct time is 9.40 if you set your clocks back an hour. Fell back. Dean Richards, Sunday morning on WGN with Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital. And uh, good morning, my friend. How are you today? I'm doing great, Dean. You know, it's it's going to be a little depressing, I think, when it gets dark as early as it does now. But um, but uh, I'm doing fine. <laughs> Do did you do you see in uh, your offices people coming in with seasonal affected disorder, or is that just something I definitely am affected by when, it, when it's dreary outside this time of year when it gets darker earlier? I, I know it definitely affects me, but do people actually seek out medical attention for that sort of thing? Absolutely, and you know, and today being obviously the kind of the shock wave, 
um, seasonal affective disorder will start to really impact people here over probably the next you know month or so, anybody who has that. And there's light therapy for it. So certainly seeing your doctor to discuss it is a really good idea. Um, and, and, you know, we're sitting here talking, should we go on daylight savings time all the, you know, continuously? And uh, many health experts say, no, we should be on standard time and your body would get used to this instead of the shocks that we give it twice a year. So yeah. seasonal affective disorder is certainly an issue. And especially, you know, as far north as we get. So uh, obviously people who do get a little down during the winter, the winter blues, um, there is some treatment for it and you should discuss it with your doctor. Yeah, uh, I, I think if we just had one or the other, uh, I, I agree. It's it's the shift twice a year that throws everybody off uh, for several days. So anyway, let's let's all deal with it until you know it, it gets uh, resolved. You know the uh, three things that I've heard most often this week: the letters R, S, and V. Uh, that it, it just seems to be all that people are talking about right now. That uh, people are getting infected with, that kids are getting infected with. Uh, what do we need to know? What do we need to do about RSV? Yeah, RSV, respiratory syncytial virus. And it, it's really, historically, it's a winter virus that impacts young kids. I'll tell you yesterday, our, our sister hospital out in uh, Geneva, uh, Del Nor Hospital, the head of the ER called me and said, hey, I've got a 16-month-old here that needs to be hospitalized there's not a pediatric bed in the entire state. And we ended up having to ship that child um, all the way up to Madison, Wisconsin. Wow. That was the closest bed. So RSV, very, very serious, especially in young uh, kids. And with COVID, we're kind of getting this double or triple whammy because kids who normally would have gotten it over this period of time didn't get it because we kept them separated. So now the population getting it is much bigger and we started seeing it a lot sooner than we have in the past. Usually this is a December, January, February illness. And here we are seeing cases, you know, August, September, October. How does one get RSV? Yeah, it, it's a very simple, contagious illness, coughing, sneezing on somebody, having it, passing it, almost like COVID. And the downside of it is there's no vaccine for it. So what we're really concerned about the, are the very young kids under the age of six months um, because those are the ones that can really be impacted. Now, on the horizon, we're seeing, you know, Pfizer is putting in a, uh, their data right now for an RSV vaccine for mothers, uh, which unfortunately is going to be a year late, but uh, certainly could be groundbreaking and could really have a huge impact on the health and wellness of, of newborns. Well, how does one know if uh, a child or person has RSV has COVID, or is there even such a thing as I just have a cold, a regular old cold anymore? <laughs> Remember the good old regular old cold? Remember the good old days when you put some Vicks vapor rub on your chest and call it a day? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, and there are ways. Uh, certainly we have testing in the hospitals because it's important. If someone has COVID, we're going to treat them differently as if, if they have influenza. And if they have RSV, we know that there really isn't a treatment for it. But we can, we do a panel that looks for parainfluenza, looks for rhinoviruses, looks for influenza, looks for COVID, because really it is going to give us an idea of how the disease is going to continue over the next period of whatever it is, five, six, seven, ten days. And is this somebody we can put on Tamiflu? Is this someone that's going to get remdesivir? Is this somebody that's going to be treated uh, versus, hey, 
We just need to watch the oxygenation, give the, give the child um, oxygen as much as we can and be very supportive and suctioning, getting the mucus out so that they mm. can breathe easier is very important. Yeah. Um, so uh, symptoms, things to look for uh, in your kids are cold symptoms, basically, right? And, and, yes. And I, I, what, if it doesn't get better, then uh, try to find out if it's something something worse? Yeah, probably the biggest thing in little kids is watching how fast they're breathing. In other words, if they are, if they look like they're really breathing hard, and if you look at them and you can see their rib muscles, like they're using extra, we we'll call them accessory muscles to breathe, those are the things that are concerning. I mean, we're having kids now, you know, normal respiratory rate, 20, 25. We're having kids that are breathing 70, 75 times a minute just to keep their oxygenation up. Hmm. That is the, that's the part we get concerned about is how fast is a child breathing and are they using other muscles to breathe than just their simple diaphragm? 608 area code has a question on this very subject. Is there a way to know if a preschooler has a cold or RSV? I think you just answered that. Uh, and can a child get RSV more than once? Well, that's a really good question because the RSV is just like COVID, right? There are little variants for it. So you can potentially get it more than once. As a matter of fact, it's almost like getting the common cold. You say, gosh, I got the cold. I'm not going to get it again. Well, you get a variant of it and you would. You have to remember, we're talking about COVID, the original coronaviruses. Coronaviruses, one, two, three, those were the common cold. So certainly we get those colds over and over. As we age, though, we've been exposed to RSV. You know, 80% of kids under the age of a year have been exposed to it, and our immune system can fight it off, so it really isn't that bad. Uh, it's the kids that don't have the immune system and haven't been exposed to it that we're most concerned about. You know, you had mentioned uh, this case in which uh, an infant, really, had to go all the way to Madison, Wisconsin, to find uh, a bed to be treated because there were none closer uh, is that part of the staff shortage that's going on? Uh, I mean, that's that, that's also something that you're hearing about all the time of people who are going to, uh, you know, hospitals, to ERs, to seek medical attention. It takes forever to be treated because of shortages in staff. But when they don't have a hospital bed ready, is that because there's not staff to get people to hospital beds which may be available? Yeah, Dean, and you, you are talking about this tsunami. For peds, though, like I get an a, a email every single day that tells me exactly how many peds beds there are available in the, in the state. Every day I, I get that. Wow. And we're running negatives all the time. And what a negative means is we're holding someone in the emergency room waiting for a bed to open. So most of the peds beds that are licensed are staffed fine here. What we're looking at is the staffing is more of the general nursing on the medical surgical floors um, where a lot of nurses retired, you know, when COVID hit and we don't have the pool to backfill those. So um, we're still fully functional in most hospitals, although many are really suffering to a point where they have to close a unit or close a ward um, because they can't get the staff in. But for pediatrics, we're pretty much fully staffed through across the state. Wow, and there's uh, it's just packed like that. That's amazing. More with Dr. Kevin Most. Your questions for him on our phone line, 312-981-7200. On our text line, same number, 312-981-7200. Can anybody really care? 
the answer to the musical question with Central Standard Time. Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital. Uh, Kev, somebody on the phone line saying that they like when it gets dark early. It's cozier. <laughs> she goes home and yeah. puts her puts her PJs on early and gets nice and cozy in yeah. the house. So there's something for everyone. Uh, Dean, it, it, it goes into my golf time. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's right. I don't look at coming in and getting my PJs. I come, yeah. you know, I'm like leaving work going, I can't go hit golf ball. Yeah. So I don't uh, believe we have for, a difference of opinion. I don't believe for <laughs> one minute that you wouldn't be out there in pitch black darkness with a coal miner's hat on. Here's Kate, 312-981-7200. Kate, you're on with Dr. Most. Yes. I, you know, it's, it's you probably answered these questions before, but it's like multiple. Uh, I have a 15-month-old granddaughter. She was in uh, not respiratory stuff a week ago, but I have bad allergies. I don't know if it's allergies or cold. I mean, we're going through RSB, uh, COVID, yeah. regular cold. So you're flu, you're having what? symptoms. You're having symptoms now, uh, and and you're wondering, could you have caught something from your granddaughter, Kev? How uh, how likely does that sound to you? Yeah, I mean, if you if you spend a lot of time with your granddaughter, you certainly can. Kids are great. Um, you know, they're they're really good at spreading illness. Obviously, they want to give their grandparents a big hug. Now, you, you, if you're having symptoms right now, not a lot of allergies going around. Fall allergies pretty much gone after a couple of frosts. So certainly, I would say watch yourself because you may be exposing your your grandchild to something. Um, if you have a fever, if you're coughing up stuff, you know, I definitely would be careful. It would be probably more of an upper respiratory infection than the chance of allergies right now. 708 area code says, uh, can you have COVID rebound but still test negative? I have very similar symptoms that have returned, but I'm testing negative. Well, it's interesting because the symptoms and the illness are two totally different things people have to understand, right? You get the symptoms mainly because of the inflammation from the illness. So although you can test negative, you can continue to have symptoms. It's kind of like individuals that have bronchitis. Once the infection is gone, they can still have a continued cough. Now, if you're saying I had COVID and now I got it, you know, I was fine and now I got these same symptoms back, it's probably not COVID. Could be RSV could be any of the other rhinoviruses, um, because certainly the symptoms uh, mimic each other. Yeah, but as, as you told me when I had COVID like a month ago, uh, you know, mild, mild symptoms, but after a week and, and the symptoms were all going away, you said that I could still test positive, even though oh, yeah. I was feeling, feeling perfectly normal. Yep. So you can. You got to remember, a lot of people have asymptomatic cases, right? So they can test positive and say, I'm not positive. I don't have any symptoms whatsoever. But the virus is still there and the immune system is fighting it off. What this individual is saying is, I have symptoms and I'm testing negative. Yeah. Those symptoms are probably not due to COVID because the accuracy of our COVID tests right now are really good. Unless it was just a bad collection. But I think they, they implied that they had tested numerous times or multiple times. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Dr. Kevin Most uh, joins us uh, Sunday mornings. We always appreciate it. Uh, Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital. Have a great Sunday today, Kev. Thank you. You got it, team. Take care. So nobody won the Powerball. No one won the big Powerball drawing. So now it's up to, what is it? $1.9 billion. Yeah, in all likelihood, it may be $2 billion between now and uh, tomorrow night when we have the next drawing. Is that the next drawing tomorrow night? Tomorrow night, the cash value, $929 million. If you take it in one payment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, if you take the cash value and... Well, you, you lose know, quite a bit if you don't... Right? Well, you would lose... You would lose... I know you got to wait 20 years. 20, it's 20 years, right, if you take... I think yeah, so, the yeah. The annual payout? Yeah, right. Um, oh, yeah, I'll be dead by then. I better take the. <laughs> take the Here are the odds, though. Here are the odds that uh, any uh, us three might win. Yeah. Of course, if one of us would win, we would share. With we the would other certainly two. share, yeah, wouldn't we? Yeah, sure, oh, yes, we would. Of course, we would. One in two hundred ninety-two point two million. That seems those reasonable. Are <laughs> those are the odds, Andy. Aren't those pretty much the odds of the Sox and the company in the World Series? Yeah, next in year? the next couple of years. Yeah, it could be actually. I I think their odds are worse. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm teasing. All right, just so we can make plans that if any, uh, well, Andy's not going to be a tree time next week anyway because he has to be with his new friends, uh, <laughs> Hamp and OB. <laughs> but uh, Schwani, uh, if you, if you or I win the Powerball, do we still show up to yes, tree time next yes, week? Yes, we we have an obligation to be there. You buy tree time. <laughs> Dave Schwann's Tree Time. time, after time. See what we did there? Can you, can you See our clever, our clever programming, Schwanny? Uh, yeah. Turn, Brilliant. Turn the clocks back an hour, so there's Cindy Lauper singing. Time after time. time, after time. Brilliant. Say, what does her watch say? Tick, 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 tick. <laughs> I don't know. You got to look at it. Mine doesn't talk. <laughs> got all the old DJ jokes, and we're peeling them out next week for our big tree time show. Uh, next week from uh, nine to one, tree time in Lake Barrington. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, just briefly, I wanted to mention that we're going to be playing back a segment from uh, April of 2021. Uh, that was the last time that Roger Treemstra visited with us here on the program on the occasion of, uh, I believe it was his 91st birthday at the time. Roger passed away uh, this past Friday morning. And uh, we will uh, remember our, our longtime WGN pal, uh, the great Roger Treemstra. You must have some memories, Shwani. Yes. You've been here a long time. First Andy, off, you must also of Roger, right? Yeah, I, mine are more of listening to him uh, as I was growing up. Because my my parents my parents would have the uh, have the radio tuned to WGN yeah, and I right. listened to him all the time. He was a character that one. Tell you that much was he for you, Schwani? Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, when I first started here the first time in the nineteen eighties, he was on uh, mornings with Bob Collins, yeah. and uh, was a very very uh, friendly, uh, great, a lot of fun to be around, and certainly great on the air. I remember him going back uh, into the late sixties. He was on TV on Channel Nine, right. and uh, he and my dad were casual friends. Oh, really? Yes, they knew each other from uh, the Standard Oil days, oh. uh, Amico Oil, and. Yeah. Uh, Whiting. Well, Roger was, I mean, his degree was in engineering. Mm-hmm. 
so he probably worked in some capacity, uh, you know, a- along with your dad yes. in engineering. That's right. right. That's right. Yep. And, exactly. Uh, you know, he uh, he, he was uh, in, lived in the south suburbs in South Holland and Northwest Indiana. So uh, those guys probably ran in the same circles, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. They they, they knew each other. Not closely, but they yeah. did know each other. Acquaintances. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Acquaintances. Um, you know, he was... Uh, he was in full tilt mode <laughs> with Spike O'Dell when I started here. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the early 90s, uh, those guys were just hilarious. In fact, the segment that we're going to play for you from uh, a year ago, uh, we had Roger on for his birthday, and uh, we, co- we didn't tell Roger. We called Spike, and we had Spike on the other line, and <laughs> Spike... <laughs> Spike and you know joined us uh, by surprise that these two guys were just so hilarious together. Uh, so we'll we'll hear all that in uh, in just a few minutes. But Roger would call me. You know he he remained a constant listener. He retired in ninety eight. Remained a constant listener. And uh, for some reason, I gave him my cell phone number. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> he so would, he would offer his commentary. He on, would just call and go. What the hell do you think you're doing? On blah blah blah. <laughs> and he would just razz me. He just wanted to razz somebody. Yeah. Uh, we had so many laughs together. He was such uh, a sweet, sweet guy. By the way, uh, the, uh, um, earlier this year, he had a, a book release party for uh, the his life story, his memoir that he wrote. I love the title, "Cooler by the Lake." Yeah, "Cooler by the Lake." Uh, and it is available if you are a Roger Treemstra fan. If you go to rogertheweatherman.com, uh, you can uh, get yourself a copy of uh, Roger's uh, memoir, Cooler by the Lake. And we'll, we'll play that uh, clip for you coming up in uh, just a little while. Also, Shwani, you had uh, in the news earlier about the death of uh, Aaron, Aaron Carter. Aaron Carter, yes. Yes, uh, very 34, sad. I 30, believe. 34 yeah. years old, found dead in his home. Uh, he was, uh, you know, a bona fide teen idol back in the uh, 80s, 90s uh, in that area. He was, uh, it was featured on TV shows like Lizzie McGuire and Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Seventh Heaven. He was on Dancing with the Stars. He had several top 10 songs. Uh, he appeared on Broadway. But, you know, the problem, you know, when there's too much success too soon, uh, that goes away. And uh, as his popularity waned, his behavior uh, seemed to have become quite erratic, so much so that his brother, Nick Carter, from the Backstreet Boys, uh, filed a restraining order against him. He feared for the safety of his family. Nick, you know, feared for the safety of his family. So From Aaron. From Aaron, from his his own brother. And Aaron had been very open about his own mental health struggles. So we don't know if his death was, uh, you know, part of that. They have not, uh, right? They, they have not confirmed a cause no, of death. No, no, conf- that has not been released. No. Yeah. No. Uh, so um, that's uh, another, another tragic story as well. Hopefully we won't have any tragic stories to deal with next week on the program here. We're very much looking forward to... Seeing you all at Treetime Christmas Creations, 221 North Pepper Road 
I've got it programmed into my GPS already, uh, Shwani, <laughs> in, in my car. Good. So fairly good chance I won't get lost. <laughs> I can't guarantee 100%. After all this time. Can't guarantee that it's not going to... But, you know, if I win the Powerball, honestly, you're, you're doing the show. It's going to be the Dave Schwann show out there. So uh, I think the likelihood of me winning the Powerball is fairly remote. So uh, Schwanny and I will see you out there. Unfortunately, Andy cannot join us live. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of having, seeing if, uh, you know, we always have standing room only for this. Uh, it's always packed. People get there before we even start. Uh, I'm thinking of having like guest Andy Mazers. Ooh, you know, having a listener sit at the table with us and be you. Huh. Since you can't, you've decided you want to hang out with your other friends now. Yeah, that morning. Mm. Yeah, so, shorter trip too. Well, for a little while we had uh, <laughs> we had some youthful sportscasters that came in. Remember some a few years ago, yeah, kids did sports. Yeah. Did sports. That was fun. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to have uh, like an Andy Dujour. <laughs> I don't know for the whole show. Maybe each hour we'll have an Andy Dujour, uh, something like that, to fill the the enormous void that Andy <laughs> leaves us. Of uh, Andy, know. do check in with us from time well, to time. I'll be, I'll be here. I'll, I'll be here, doing, yeah. I'll yeah. Be here sports. doing the yeah. sports. He just can't. Yeah. He can't be in like Barrington. Yeah, and then be here to host with his new best friends. Right. Uh, at uh, 11 o'clock. <laughs> right. <laughs> what? Am I kidding? <laughs> I don't know. Are you kidding? <laughs> no. No, it's real. Uh, so so we'll be on live from 9 to 11, and then Andy and Happen OB come on from 11 to 12. Right. When they're on the air uh, live, we will move over to Facebook Live. So we'll continue to do a show on Facebook Live, and then uh, at twelve at uh, one o'clock, uh, uh, no, twelve o'clock, right? Twelve oh, o'clock. Right. Then we come back on the air live from Tree Time. So it's a, you know going to be a little bit different, but we're still going to do a show, a full show, four hours out of Tree Time in Lake Barrington. Uh, Santa Schwani is going to be there, so you can sit on his lap again. I know you like to do that. <laughs> <laughs> a little creepy is for the rest a, of us but it's, is this a real santa or is this yes. elton jim playing no, santa no this is the okay. re- the actual santa coming in from the north pole uh so you know if you want to bring the kids the grandkids out to tell santa you know what you want for christmas if you can pry schwani off of his lap for five minutes <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, frank ferrante from uh cafe zazu uh, Cabaret Zazu, the uh, Teatro Zinzani, the uh, hilariously entertaining Frank Ferrante will be joining us uh, live out there. We've got uh, Carissa Gonzalez, who stars as Maria in the Paramount Theater's production of The Sound of Music that will be uh, up and running out at the Paramount Theater in Aurora. So, And she's going to perform for us. So we're uh, looking forward to that. Uh, speaking of the uh, Paramount in Aurora... We are uh, we're still giving away tickets to join me for my Dean's Night Out a week uh, from the Tree Time show on Sunday the twentieth. Uh, we're inviting uh, ten of our listeners to win two tickets to see the Sound of Music with me. If you go to wgnradio.com slash contest, you can get all the details on that. But back to Tree Time, uh, we're also going to have uh, Kevin Newman. And Sarah Reineke, uh, they play Ralphie and Ralphie's mom, 
from the Marriott Lincolnshire's production of A Christmas Story. They're going to sing for us. Uh, We have Chef Andy Murray. He is one of the brothers of actor Bill Murray. He's the chef brother who's going to come out there and join us for our food time show. And he's going to bring along some holiday recipes to share. We're going to be passing out free Lou Malnati's pizza. We're going to have a lot of goodies uh, to eat so you can come out and enjoy us. Uh, people, Some people stay for the whole show. Some people come for an hour. You know, come for whatever you can. But, uh, you know, we're looking forward to that. And, Shwani, are you ready for the tree time karaoke that we're going to do? I have several selections in mind, yes. Okay, very good. Uh, we, we're going to... Is that going to be the during the uh, Facebook Live segment? Uh, maybe. We, we might do it at other times uh, as well. Okay. We might do it at other times as well. You know, Elton Jim Toronto is going to be there, and if there's Elton Jim and a karaoke machine... Oh, I got to think out. That's, that's that's it right there. <laughs> I got to think that, you know, it's going to go nuts with that. You know, we've got Elton Jim, a karaoke machine, and the Eddie Carosa Polka Band, who will be performing for us live also. So... What a lineup. What a lineup. What a lineup. Yep. Chwani and I will be dancing the polka. Not together. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> Unless you... Are you what? dancing? Are, are you asking? Yes, I'm asking. More... Then and more well, random Three Stooges references <laughs> throughout the show that only usually only Shwani and I get, but it's okay. We entertain ourselves. Uh, the Eddie Carosa Polka Band is going to be performing because I thought it would be fun to have a polka band on the show. So well, we're going to have a live polka band out there also. You still want to do that polka show, don't you? I do. <laughs> Why wouldn't I? I know. Have you heard back from your proposal no, yet? No, I've put several calls into the management, and they've they've got funny. They've gotten back to me on other things, but not that. But they have not responded to my. You didn't even get a. We'll take it under advisement. Mm-mm. Not even an out of office reply. Mm, new, new, new. <laughs> out of office reply. Nope. Out of office, and I am unavailable. I'm starting to feel a little hurt by the whole thing. <laughs> That's all next Sunday morning from 9 to 1, live out of Tree Time in Lake Barrington and live here on WG. WGN. 10.28, Dean Richards, 7.20 WGN. People ask me all the time, what is my favorite movie of all time? And as long as I've been doing this, I still have a difficulty answering that question. The Godfather, though, is definitely in my top three of all time. And now you will have a chance not only to see this 10-time Oscar-winning movie up on a big screen, but also to hear it with a 61-piece orchestra, Chicago Philharmonic, playing the score. John Jasensky is the conductor of Chicago Philharmonic. John, welcome to WGN. Thanks for having me, Dean. So explain how this night's going to work. Uh, this sounds absolutely spectacular. I love seeing you know, some of these movies up on a big screen, but with a 61-piece orchestra, holy smokes. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's a really unique experience. Or I'm a movie geek myself, and this is right up my alley. So when I'm not working, I go out and see these shows myself. 
But yeah, it, it's this wonderful combination of a film screening. And for most people, this is the first time they'll be seeing The Godfather on the big screen. Right, right. Um, they missed it the first time it came around, perhaps. But you combine this this great film screening experience with the, the live orchestral experience, this live performance. And, you know, I always tell people even the best speakers can't give you that feeling you get. You know, everyone has experienced it before from seeing live musicians where you can actually feel the music in your body. You can feel, you know, if something's right. heavy, you feel it in your heart and everything right. like that. So it's just really energizing experience and it really amplifies the movie so much more. Plus, from what I understand, I mean, the, the movie will be up on big screen. This is all at the Auditorium Theater, by the way, downtown, one of the most magnificent theaters in the city. Uh, The movie is up on the big screen, but the orchestra is on stage also. So you will see John conducting this and you will see this orchestra playing the music at the same time. You're watching the movie just above them, right? Yeah, that's right. And yeah, we, we keep all the dialogue, all the the sound effects. You'll hear all of the gunfire and explosions, but most importantly, the Oscar award winning performances. Uh, those are all there. All we take out from it is the original uh, music, which we provide live for you. So wow. it's, it, you're seeing the full Godfather. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. And it's a, a one night only performance, correct? The, yes, that is correct. And one week from today. It is uh, November the 13th, 8 p.m. at the Auditorium Theater downtown. Uh, How do we get tickets to uh, go and see this? Sure. Well, you can go on the Chicago Philharmonic uh, website. Um, You can also, uh, you'll see Massimo Galata Productions or Cine Concerts. They're the producers. Uh, But yeah, the easiest way to to get it would be through the Chicago Philharmonic website. Okay. Would you know the uh, uh, website address for that by by chance? (laughs) Let's see. Probably not. But I can't All right. Well, you know what? Do, do a Google. Just do a Google search. Chicago Philharmonic yeah. <laughs> Orchestra. Super easy to do. Uh, you can go to the auditorium box office also, by the way, or call 312-341-2300. John, thank you for joining us. I, it's going to be a fantastic uh, night for you. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's going to be really special, and I'm looking forward to it quite a bit. The hills fill my heart. <laughs> Dress up like Maria Von Trapp and sing the sound of music for you at karaoke my at Tree Time. Next week, actually, we're going to have the actress that plays Maria at the Paramount's, uh, Paramount Theater in Aurora's production of The Sound of Music. Uh, she will join us next week, and she will sing. I don't know if she's going to do this song or... Uh, another from the show but we're very much looking forward to that very much looking forward to seeing the show i love the sound of music the movie and i've loved just about every stage production that i've seen of it uh the paramount's uh latest is uh, going to be the one uh that we invite you to to join me for my next dean's night out i've got uh tickets for you to join me at the paramount uh sunday november 20th at 5.30 for uh, The Sound of Music, one of the most beloved musicals of all time. And you could join me, a name I call myself, for a night out at the Paramount to see the show if you enter uh, to win a pair of tickets. We're going to give away uh, 10 pair of tickets. All you have to do is go to wgnradio.com slash contests to uh, win the tickets. wgnradio.com slash contests to win the uh, tickets so yeah we're going to have live performance 
from The Sound of Music. Next week, we're going to have a live performance from A Christmas Story that's uh, out at the Marriott in uh, Lincolnshire right now. And, uh, yeah, so it should be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to uh, all of that. So coming up in uh, just a minute, uh, we go back and remember our pal, uh, the great Roger Treemstra, 1967 to 1998 on WGN Radio and uh, Television. Uh, he was just a, just a, a warm and wonderful uh, man, uh, a very talented meteorologist, engineer, scientist, really, uh, and just had one of the best senses of humor, wickedly quick, uh, just just so great. Anytime he was on the radio with me, it was great. Uh, but boy, do I remember all the times that he was on with uh, Roger Treemstra. And uh, I'm sorry, when he was on with uh, Spike O'Dell, those guys were so hilarious together. And uh, a year ago, uh, April of 2021, uh, it was Roger's 91st birthday. We had him on the show, talked about his career and his life. Uh, he has since written a book about his life, his memoirs, by the way, which uh, is still available if you go to rogertheweatherman.com rogertheweatherman.com you can get a copy of roger's memoir uh but we talked about all of that in his career and it was great to hear him as you'll hear in a moment he was so full of life and wit uh, but we surprised him with uh, a visit by his old pal <laughs> spike odell and the results uh, are just absolutely hilarious that is coming up next <music> Well, it was another warm one today. We've got up to 94 degrees, the warmest so far this year. Looking at the radar, boy, I see no relief in sight for us at all. The good news, they're starting to get a little bit rain in the southeastern part of the country. They still need a lot more. These showers and thunderstorms to the west are pretty widely scattered. We might see some of that activity coming into our area sometime late on Sunday where it could cool off a little bit. We'll have the complete weather story at 9 o'clock. How about that? Roger Treemster in action. July 17th, 1986. WGN meteorologist Roger Treemstra's 91st birthday is going on today. And Roger, we've got a special guest on to say happy birthday to you. I hope it's not Spike O'Dell because he'll immediately hang up on me. (laughs) Happy birthday, you old goat. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Well, don't let him hang up on me because that's what he would love to do. You, you, I'm, you know, I'm trying to figure out a way to do it here a little bit, but I do you, want to wish you, you happy birthday. Like, I already talked to Roger a couple of days ago, did I, Rog? Yeah, and I, and you know what? I was in bed for the next three days throwing up. I, I just <laughs> I couldn't get it. My stomach was so upset because I was so surprised that you were still alive because you were half dead when you were on the air. Can you can you feel the love, Dino? Oh, th- this is just like old home week. Oh, listening to you it. guys, I love it. Listen. Well, you know, I, I I am amazed at myself. I got arrested for speeding in a car. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. I got arrested for standing up in a boat, and I got arrested for uh, not having the right uh, sticker on my snowmobile. So land 
water and ice. <laughs> I got arrested. And you know what? I got out of every one of them. All yeah, on, but I tried hard, didn't I? All on, all on <laughs> you, the Spike O'Dell you, show. You were, the one that, you were the one that really tried hard. But you know what, Dean? And you'll get a kick out of this. I went to every one of the court things, and I was. they were all thrown off because I had convinced them that I had kept America free for so many years, and you don't put an old veteran in, a, in, in jail. And you know what? I got off. <laughs> you know what, Roger? I thank you for your service, for keeping America free. I wonder how many people got hurt by you throwing your weather balloons at them. <laughs> you know what, Spike? You know I'm alone, I'm old, and... and uh, I never got paid much because I had the joy of relating uh, scientific uh, information to the world and to America. And so if you have anything extra that you can send over to this, well, I live in a freaking rest home right now. Yeah, he's trying to start a GoFundMe page for himself, yeah, uh, Spike, right now. You know, I still I still wake up uh, in nightmares sometimes of that afternoon when Roger showed up in like like Moses in the Ten Commandments, dressed yeah. up in a in the, like a robes to do his equinox balance the egg thing that he did every year. I remember that. I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> You know what? Can I give one of my favorite moments? Yeah, please. There's a lot of them that are talked about. The one where, you know, the cop pulled him over and I told the cop to keep writing him tickets for, you know, taking his headlight out and all that stuff. But that gets talked about a lot. One of my favorite moments was we all wanted to go, back when the Cubs were on WGN, we all wanted to go take the whole uh, show crew together up to the Wrigley Field for a day, but Roger didn't want to go because he's a White Sox fan. Right, you know? right. So uh, we begged and begged and begged, and finally after a while, Roger says, yeah. He says, I'll go, but I'm not paying for no, no Cub ticket. I said, don't worry about that. I'll get the tickets. Don't worry about that. So we all got together. We all went up there. We took the the train up or something, and we all arrived. And little did he know, little did Roger know, that I had <clears throat> arranged with Frank Maloney, the ticket guy. I said, Frank, can you get me the worst ticket in the house? <laughs> can you get the worst ticket you have? And he got one ticket and that far upper right. left-hand bleacher as high as you can go all the way out to the fire station. <laughs> what they forget, and, though... I could see the Milwaukee game in person. <laughs> Roger was up there so high. I still have a picture of it. We're all, we got about five or six of us down there in the front row, right right over the dugout. And, and we took a picture with Roger way up there dodging inbounds into O'Hare. And then, I mean, he's taking oxygen. He's up there in the thin air so high. But, hey, uh, oh, we just roared. We laughed and laughed. Of course, we brought him down. He got to sit with us after an inning or so, but we just laughed forever on that. That's the great. And, 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 Dean, can you imagine? This is the treatment they give to a guy who kept America free. Right, right. There's your gratitude, right? It's, it's so hard. But you know what? Uh, I was born with a small brain and a big heart. Uh, well, I'll go with the small brain part. <laughs> no, you know, it, it, it is so nice. Uh, I've had more phone calls and talked to more people 
uh, that I've been on the air with. The other day, the phone rings is it's Orion Samuelson, oh. and uh, so and even I mean today, this you know, it's do you guys still have fun on the air? Because I don't listen to radio anymore because my my hearing and my uh, 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 sense of uh, balance and all those things are gradually diminishing. So I got to save all my energy for just one thing. What's that? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I can still set them up for him. I can do that. <laughs> you know what? You're so easy, Dean. That's why I'm glad you called me. I know. I know. I'm starting to. I'm starting to be sorry that I did. Uh, hey, Roger. Roger, happy birthday to you, my friend. Many, many more. And uh, Spike, it's. I'm so great to hear your voice. Thanks, hey, you, to hear you Thanks, guys uh, get back in the ring. Again, Rog. I hope okay, you have a good day today. You. Thanks, guys.